This is the first interview of 2020. I did it. After all these months of trying and then not doing it and then getting there, I did one. I did an interview. I actually did two interviews this last week. This is the first one. Um, I'll release it uh, release it for you all, and then I'll be having another one coming through for the following week. So I'm banked up. I'm trying to get them done a bit earlier, get the interviews done, so I've got a little bit more time to do the edit and get things rolling. Um, but this particular interview uh, was a whole heck of a lot of fun getting back into it. It was a little bit rusty. I kind of just jumped in, didn't really remember my format. Uh, so I kind of skipped around a little bit. But um, yeah, anyway, a little bit rattled. Just saw the movie uh, 1917. It's a, weird, it's a weird thing to think about history and uh and the and the world war one and and what was going on there i I jumbled them together the world war ii thing i've probably seen a little bit more about world war one is just horrific though by comparison i think it's it's a it's a nasty nasty thing and um yeah anyways great movie uh fantastic uh cinematography i mean i was mind boggled by the the length of um of shot and the amount of time and effort they put into choreographing the shot and the motion and the movement of the actors and the action and all this stuff. And I mean, it's bits and pieces in there where you just like, well, how the fuck did they even do that? But anyways, 1917, uh, yeah, I was talking in my food for thoughts that I'm kind of going through the, the, the Oscar nod movies. I tend to do that this time of year, try to catch them before the, the awards come out so I can feel right about my opinions on them. Am I, am I smart enough to guess it? Who knows? Uh, who's going to get it? Who's going to win the best picture? Who's going to be the best director? I don't know. I don't really go for that, but it's just good to see the movies before the um, the world kind of has their opinions in in depth. Um, and I don't uh, I don't watch trailers as a as a standard of practice. If you didn't know that, I'm sure I've already mentioned that in this, but um, had not watched trailer for that. Although they did feed me the new Bond trailer. Me and my my youngest, he's not a trailer watcher either. When things, he's kind of jumped on my bandwagon. Let's not ruin the movie with an over-the-top selling of it. Why don't we just commit to going and go and then have our own opinion? Um, and uh, we both got force-fed that new Bond movie, which looks good. Um, I feel like we've watched the movie now, so I don't know what will be surprising about it other than just the story in itself, which I, maybe that's enough. Bond movies have a formula, but um, it looked good. It looked like fun. Uh, nevertheless, 1917, go check it out. I mean, it's um, I did do a little bit of a fact-check post. I haven't done a lot. And it's uh, based on, uh, from what I guessed, the director's grandfather's story. And uh, it is uh, based on a story he was told by his grandfather, which is insane. Uh, It's like a 24-hour, roughly 24-hour window of time, maybe a bit longer. Maybe it's two days. I don't know. My son told me it was two days. It felt like only about 24 hours. It was only, I want to say, only one nighttime session. It went overnight in the next day. But nevertheless... um, it was intense to see all that happen in, in such a short amount of time, even if it was two days. But back to the point, um, a bit of an interview, an interview with a friend. Um, I asked her in the interview how to say her name. And Brit, I am sorry if I butcher it. Um, but an interview with Brittany Cristado. Cristado, as I believe she said it. Um, that was me just kind of throwing it out there. Maybe that's what I remember. Uh, I know Brit through CrossFit. And those of you that don't do CrossFit just groaned. I'm sure. Uh, but those of you that do, just clapped because we all know Britt as a coach, uh, as someone who is uh, quite good at the old CrossFit gambit. And um, yeah, initially um, I met her through my CrossFit gym 
and uh, she was a coach and she was cracking the whip on us. And, um, and then now she is uh, a friend of ours, someone we kind of got to know over the time we were there, spent a bit more time with, went to a competition where she competed, um, you know, had uh, gone out to her drinks and different things and events, and, uh, and then now are saying farewell to, because this chick uh, got engaged and she's off to South Africa to uh, chase a whole new world of experiences. And um, yeah, I thought it would be pretty cool. We're having her over for dinner. I'm pretty sure she's leaving this next week. Uh, you know, so probably as you're listening to this, she could be boarding the plane and getting off and out of here. Um, that would be a very interesting moment to kind of capture where she's at in her life, what she's doing now, and where she's um, going. And you got to kind of, I don't know, maybe a little, what do, what do they call it when they bury the box in the ba- time capsule? There we go. I was just getting old, and I had to jog the jog the old brain. Um, kind of time capsule where she's at, you know, kind of mark a moment in time, a milestone, if you will, something she can go back and listen to, um, because her whole world is kind of uh, shifting quickly, which is, I think, interesting in itself, and, um, and also changing a lot. So she's going to have to take on a lot, even I think she... Has had these realizations very recently as uh, as well, and um, yeah. So this is my catch up with Brit, Brittany, Brittany Cristado, uh, Brittany Crouton Arado. <laughs> just because a Chris Crackerato, just because it's fun to uh, mess up people's names. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, interview one of uh, twenty twenty, getting in. Uh, let's uh, let's catch back up after the interview, shall we? Shall shall we do that? All right, Britt. Well, hey, I have not done recording in a little while. I, I was on the walk here. Beard hair. <laughs> a lot of those around here. Uh, I was like, oh, when was the last time I interviewed? I, I interviewed Haley, but that's like an easy interview. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, well, I wonder if I can still do this. Well, I hope you're as unprepared as I am because <laughs> we'll make a great fit. Hey. Well, I think being unprepared works for me. Okay. Well, I've done it this far yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I was so, hoping you, you knew me might kick in, but it hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Well, someone said something, uh, I saw someone at work today and they were like, um, I said, oh, hey, how's it going? They're like, oh, happy new year. I said, hey, happy new year. He goes, um, yeah, 2020, same me. <laughs> and I said, well, it would be pretty messed up if you were totally different. Yeah. You know, like it would be really weird if you just woke up to be day. a whole different person when you wake up <laughs> in the new year. It'd be like, who am I now? For you, What if you forgot everyone you knew? <laughs> And you only knew new people you couldn't find anywhere because they didn't know who you were. That's like, a little bit exciting. <laughs> that would be crazy. That <laughs> There'd would be some be mornings you'd want to wake up and do that, and then other mornings you'd have a panic attack. Yeah, I don't know. It would be tempting to live a life where every, like, say, year would be completely different. Yes. But there'd have to be rules, some sort of rules around, like, you know, where would you live? Would you have to live in the same place? Well, I quite often think that. I think one life's not enough. Like, I just finished watching the cheerleading documentary that's just released on Netflix. I was like, oh, my God, I was born to be a cheerleader and I never can. What do you mean? Well, I just love it. You love cheerleading. I don't watch TV and I don't watch Netflix and I absolutely binge watch that. I was obsessed. (laughs) I followed all the girls on Instagram. Oh, (laughs) really? You like yeah. full winning. They're athletes. Like it's oh, a yeah, full yeah, yeah. Sport. Oh, yeah. No, I understand the athleticism side so, of it. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, great. Yeah. yeah. You can't do it past, like, I'm already past the age. So, there's what no do you mean? It's too late. Yeah. Well, it's like, unless I move to America and pretend to be 16. I'm, oh, you mean I'm like out. the natural path? Well, I don't think there's, well, according to the documentary, which is about my yeah. extensive knowledge on cheerleading. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you, yep. um, once you're finished college, that's it. Uh, so the, so the women that go off and go say for like an NFL team, 
Yes. That are older age. They're not well, this is more like teenage, young, 20 girls. Yes, that's right. Yeah. They're probably pushing into maybe... So what's the oldest age for a cheerleader? Did you get from well, this documentary, this information we Nevada, now have? Nevada, I think it was... Oh, Navarro was the college. Right. They're a junior college. So they, it's only okay. like a two-year type college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like presume that means like, yeah, two-year bridging style. type yeah, courses. Yeah. But yeah, so... Well, community college, you can get a, like an associate's degree in two years. Yeah. It's like a half yes, degree. Yes, that's yeah, right. And yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So yeah, I probably... Unless I went back and studied, but... There's a lot of things that will come I mean, into play Brit, now. Brit, if you want to pursue your dreams <laughs> but that's as I mean. a cheerleader, <laughs> I'm fairly certain you can get halfway there. You well, know what I mean? Like become the cheerleader, <laughs> do the work, you know and what? then go, um, yeah or no? Yeah, I think I've succumbed to the fact that it's not in this lifetime. But that's my point. How cool if you, like there's just not enough okay. room in one lifetime for these things. You, well, and yeah. And the thing with me is I don't like doing things by half. So I'm not just going to be a cheerleader. Like yeah. I'm going to be on that team that won nationals, you know? Like, right. I'm not right. like. You want to get after yeah, it. That's yeah. right. Okay. I do well, things by halves. <laughs> Britt, I believe that there's plenty of time in your life to do everything you want. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe cheerleading South Africa is on yeah. the cards. <laughs> I think uh, you could find at least like a cheerleading program. Maybe. I mean, do you have to become a cheerleader to be a cheerleader? Well, no, but do I just kind of feel like I've missed the quote of being flung into the air and doing backflips. Like, there's some sort of cross-credit type of skill set that you need <laughs> to have. I feel like you could learn these things. You reckon? They teach them to kids. Well, that's the point, though. Kids don't have any fear. Oh, so you reckon you're too scared to be a cheerleader? Well, I went to flip out the other day, and I was oh, more scared right. than I expected to be. Oh, like the the um, the trampoline park? Yeah. Yeah, and I could do a like flip oh here my and God. there. Yeah, okay. But it just wasn't quite. Did, actually, did you see that? In, no, you're not. No, I'm not a massive Very story. Very tragic. Guy, yeah. 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 Was, was so you try with it for the laugh anyway. Right. So did you like do the jump off into the foam pit? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I can do like flips, but. Not well, eh? And like how they look in my head is very different to how they physically look when sure. I looked at the video, which made for the laughing part. Um, but it's just the fear. Like once you're... Yeah. I think it's like when you grow up, it's that how you learn things in stages. Sure. Like, you know, if you spin this much and your legs are this tucked, you're going to get yeah. around there in that speed. Yeah. Whereas now to go back and learn that at this age with fear on top, it's mm. quite difficult. I guess so. I guess I can agree with that in the analogy that I didn't be, I didn't go and buy a motorcycle when I got divorced because yes. I didn't ride motorcycles a lot as a kid. Exactly. So therefore I felt as though my reflex system would not be as primed as it would have been had I been already a proficient exactly. motorcycle rider. So I was like, yeah, I shouldn't do this. This feels more dangerous. But maybe is there something in that? It really well, is actually yeah. the mind as opposed to what it, you I, could do. I, I agree. I think that it is. Mm. I think you can learn anything. Mm. So... I mean, I've done heaps of different things in my life. So, and I always just go, all right, well, what do I got to do to learn it? If I got to learn something mm. and I just get after it. Yeah. Hence, if you look around this office and open that <laughs> closet behind you, you would find millions of different things that I learned how to do and, and either stopped or continued with, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do understand that cheerleading is a massive undertaking. Yes. I hope that you do become a cheerleader one day. <laughs> Me too. I can only imagine you oh. now pursuing a cheerleader life. Oh, I'm going to be one of those psycho moms that has kids just, just to push pushing them through into doing what you were supposed to do oh in your man. lifetime. That's pretty nuts too. <laughs> that would actually be more intense, I reckon. <laughs> yes. Because then I always find, and this is also <laughs> kind of like kind of a bash on parents that, you know, so like my sons play water polo. I've never played water polo. It came up the other day because I was bringing my <laughs> oldest son. I brought both my kids to CrossFit. And, you know, and I'll do stuff there that is of obviously substantially more fit in that context than they are yeah and i'll be doing things you know heavier weights or faster on the bike or whatever it is and it's only because i've been practicing i've been doing it for a while yes. and they're there and they're like doing well but it's like one of those things where i'm yeah. like 
But and um, cross credit. Todd. Yeah, yeah, you know. But then when I said to my son, he go, I go, mate, I go, I, if I got in the pool and tried to play water polo, you'd kill me. You yes. would absolutely annihilate me, and I'd be, in, I'd be afraid. I said, at best, I'd probably be able to flounder around for a while, maybe get the ball and throw it to you <laughs> or try to throw it past you at the goal because there's space. But if I had to wrestle you in the pool, I wouldn't even, you'd, you'd take me out. And I just looked at my youngest <laughs> son and said, you would too. So I have no context. <laughs> well, I said, I have no preconceived idea that I know how to play this better than you. No. So, you know, but what I, what I think is, is that if I'm talking to you about it, I'm only giving you a context of my observations and yes. my knowledge of what I'm seeing. So just bear that in mind that I'm just going, look, in, the, in my experience in life of playing sport and understanding the strategies that I've you know, been talking to you about, this is the only credit I have to give you yes. advice. I said, but outside of that, you're going to have, if you go in the pool and can't do it, I mean, I'm far out, I would never be able to say, oh, I would be able to. Yes. But I think parents... Sometimes forget yes. that their kids are better than them at the sport they're criticizing them about That's and so have true. no grounds to criticize from that perspective. And therefore, when their kids look back at them, they're like, fuck you. You couldn't even do this. <laughs> but you're, you have the audacity to tell me what's what, you know. And, you know, I don't even know if that'd be the thought process of half the kids. They'd probably just cop it and, you know, you might get one or two who bite back. But yeah, it's probably a very good I, observation. I, I, but, I mean, I think that that's it. I mean, maybe that, that is a point. I think some kids may or may not. Mm. But I think <clears throat> at a certain point, kids start to go, oh, well, whatever. Yeah. Teenagers. Exactly. And then, you know, so you still want to have some form of credit with them when you have a conversation. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like one of those things where it's, it's an interesting thing. But um, I do want to say one thing about the trampoline parks. <laughs> yes. Have you heard about my family going to the trampoline park <laughs> no. and me being the only survivor? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> and why haven't I? This oh, is no, right no. Up this, my is, alley. <laughs> this is perfect. So we all decided, and this was some time ago. This is when they were banned from the family, by the way. This was one visit. <laughs> And we said, never are we going again. So I'm going to say this is Haley. Haley. So I'm going to probably go at least in excess <laughs> of four years ago. That's how far away this was in time. So we all decided, okay, school holidays. Let's go to trampoline park. This would be fun. We're going to jump around, get a bit of exercise. It should be good stuff. And we go and you sign the waiver, which basically says, if you kill yourself here, fuck you, yeah. right? We are not responsible for your dumb ass in here. <laughs> you're not our problem. Any injuries, you're on your own. And I'm like, oh, that's heavy. Like, you know, I get yeah. that. I get that. But like, it's pretty hardcore for uh, an entertainment complex <laughs> to make you sign it all the way. And I was like, well, fuck. Okay. Here so we, we sign. We're we're back now. We yeah, made the, the kids trip. are going to complain. And it was quite a distance. <laughs> we were like out of Castle Hill. And it was like, you know, 45 minutes later. Anyway, so we're out there. And it was a moderately warm day. But it was super warm as it would be in an industrial building. Like, a you know, a, a giant warehouse. So we're in there. We're jumping around, jumping around, doing stuff. And um, all of a sudden, you know, like we're all trying some stuff and not pushing it too hard. And then one of my boys is like, oh, dad, you know, I think I need a break. And I'm like, OK. So we go and we take him and, you know, we got some bottles of water and, and drinking bottle of water. <laughs> and then no shit. He just all of a sudden just spews water <gasps> all over the table. Really? Yeah. Just like has a like a moment just spew. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? And so what I, is oh, going on? I'm like, oh, so he just had like a it's like he's having like heat stroke. Right. From just the overheating. <laughs> And I'm like, you oh, don't fuck. It's fun. You actually don't realize how much. Of a oh, how hyped you are. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm like, oh, well, you stay here. And um, and then I'm like, go to get the other one. And then he's like, oh, and I'm like, so I'm just wait here. And then the people are coming and they're cleaning the table, you know. And I go, OK, just wait here for a second. And I go to go to talk to Hales and get Van and just, hey, look, you know, one of them's sick and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 
And she goes, oh, no, no, quick, watch me do this. And no shit, <laughs> she jumps and does a thing, lands, buckles her knee in, busts her MCL, like her ACL, almost breaks it, right? Can't even walk out of there. I'm like, oh, my God. So then I take her out. And I'm walking her out and she's like, oh my God. And she's full on broken. So then I'm sitting here next to the puking kid, the kid that's puking, crying. They're like, oh, can I get some ice? So we're putting ice on it. So then I go and I get my (laughs) other kid and I'm like, oh, you're all right. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I feel very well. So my (laughs) other kid comes over, sits down next to my other son, spews across the table. (laughs) Then they want to go again. And then they come back and I'm like, no, guys, we're not going anymore. Haley's, oh, just one more jump before we go. They go, they cut, they get sick again, come back and spew all over the place. And I'm just like, everybody in the fucking car, we are leaving. I never want to do this shit again. How am I the only survivor here? Oh, it was insane. And I'm just looking at these people going, I'm so sorry. Like they don't know what's wrong with my family. Don't know what happened. She's going to have to go to the hospital. Fucking Everyone's nuts. like, why'd you feed these kids oh, before you got here? It was out of control. I cannot believe <laughs> what happened, you know? And I don't know if I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if that was because I didn't give them enough water prior or <laughs> what the deal was. But at a, at a certain point in time, everybody just broke in this experience. And I was like, I'm never Probably doing this again. Story. No one was ready or prepared for what was about no, to happen. No, nothing uh. could prepare us for that day. <laughs> Oh man, and Haley, like, yeah, she. How long was up. she out for? With an injury oh, a while. Like that. Yeah, it was a while because it was like a no surgery, and then like she healed, and um, you know, and it was fine. Like she just went through the motions of being like taped up and all that sort of shit. But fuck me, yeah, that's that <laughs> was uh, that was some well, time ago. Maybe see, that's the exact reason why I had fear last time I was there. Yeah, <laughs> and I actually came out alive, but. Yeah. You need to have fear. Yeah, well, you. Those th- are I'm, scary things you just mentioned. I want to believe this can happen anywhere, though. I mean, like you can, anytime you would inherently go after anything that's risky, you're risking something, yes, right? So, 100%. Anyway, so yeah, that was, uh, I'm glad you didn't hurt yourself. That's, yes. This is the thing. Thank like you. every time somebody goes there, I cringe because I'm just like, oh and I'm, I, I've brought this story up and I've now had probably a good 50 50 of people injuring like that really? versus making it out okay. Well, once you get into, once you start doing like, you know, trying to do a flip or do a trick or this, you need to be warmed up and you don't. You get in there, you're like, woohoo, yeah. oh my God, how high yeah. can I jump? You yeah. know, it's Look at just, this. Yeah. I'm going to jump off the wall. I'm going to do the sideways <laughs> one and come back. Everyone from the age bracket of, yeah, zero to 10 is probably fine. Everyone yeah. over that probably requires a little bit of pre work before. No. Getting out there, but that's that's the CrossFit coach in me coming out of me. Yeah, oh, and I I'm definitely now far more of a warmer rupper kind of like a get limber kind of guy. Yes. You know, I'm like, yes, no, it's getting limber it. is good. You know, because like I never did that before ice hockey. Like we do a bit of a skate around, a bit of a kind of a light stretch, but I never was big on it. even in soccer, not much, just a bit of a warm up. Yeah. But now, like, I'm like, no, I really want to kind of get moving, like activate things. Yes. But you know, I, I'm doing it because I'm old. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Depends what old. day it is. If I'm quite sore, I'll do it. If I'm not that sore, oh. I'm like, no, I'll risk it. I thought you meant like a day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a Tuesday, I do a lot more warming up. Friday, fuck it. I just go for it on Friday. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck it. Depends how late I am, actually. Yeah, right. Just get right into me. it. Yeah. So I was also wanting to say, can you please enunciate your surname? Cristaldo. Cristaldo. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you say it in Italian, it's something fancy like Cristaldo. But oh, right. Cristaldo is good. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. So is it Italian? Yeah. Oh. No, I'm like, yeah, the most un-Italian looking person you've come across. Well, probably. I don't really know how to identify Italians. Oh, dark skin, dark hair. You reckon? Yeah, I think. Huh. Well, Maybe everybody can be. 
It's like, so I suppose I know what you mean by that. Then. A bit woggy, you know? Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> can I say that on here? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. I'll, ultimately, you got to wear it. <laughs> uh, it's just a reflection of you. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I was thinking that in my head, but, you know, in the sense of like a classification <laughs> of people. So I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. But maybe that's Australian as well. But yeah. I guess that's also true for, I'm trying to think in the States, it's probably very similar. Like you think about New York and I guess the look over there is very much that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a bit, a bit lighter skin because there's maybe more winter going on yes. over there. Maybe a little less sunshine yeah. in that regard. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah. are you full Italian or just the surname? No, just surname. Oh. Yeah. So my dad's dad is Italian. Right. Yes. So it's only kind of, yeah. It's so you could say you're a quarter. Bit, yeah, quarter. That's exactly right. You're a right. quarter Italian. Yeah. And what is your mom? Um, you know, just the average English, probably. <laughs> the average English person. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, her mom was born in England, grew up in England. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's it really. Okay. And then you grew up in Australia? Yes, in Cairns. In Cairns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hot. So good. That shit is yeah. hot. I'm into it. Yeah. Give me that disgusting humidity. Yeah. The week. Really? Yeah. Oh, my it. God. Feel, it just feels like home. I like, die. When I get off the plane in Cairns, like, you can smell the humidity yes. in there. Yes. And instantly it just like suctions around your body and you're yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, no, no. It's next Coming level. Mind you, in saying that, we all have pools and aircon. Yeah. But in saying that, when we were kids, we didn't. So when I went through school, mm. you, one or two classrooms in the whole school were air conditioned. Yeah. Now, like you wouldn't dare go to school in Kansas and all the rooms wouldn't be air conditioning. But when we grew up. Yeah. So I think that's part of like the just getting used to it. It just was how yeah, it was. And standards of practice probably. Yes. The cost of air conditioning went down. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the installations, you know. Yeah. It's like Moore's Law, the technology isn't as expensive. Even yes. in the amount of time I've been here, things have gone down in price. Yeah. Things that once were quite expensive because they were bringing them in. Are, yeah, are far more affordable now. Mm. It's been almost 20 years. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I did graduate 10 years ago. So, yeah. it would have been 20 since I moved here. Yeah. It's scary. Hmm. So, Cairns. And then when did you move away? I moved to Sydney um, four and a half years ago. Okay. So, it was a June long weekend, four yep. and a half years ago. Yeah. And this was for. A career as a... Hairdresser. Yeah. So basically I did my apprenticeship in Cairns mm -hmm. and I did a school-based apprenticeship and yes. my dad said to me, can't do a school-based apprenticeship. And he ran a business um, and he said they never work. They do it to get out of school mm. and they never last. And I said, well, All right. yes, I, <laughs> I I wanted to drop out of school to do it. Yeah. And they said, no, you have to stay. So I said, fine, I'm doing a school-based apprenticeship. Um, and by the time I was sort of through my apprenticeship, dad actually started hiring school-based apprenticeships because uh, I right. did quite well. I loved it. Um, and I probably stayed there for seven years. Okay. Yeah. So two, so five years after school, thereabouts. Um, and then I used to buy this DVD called At Hair Expo every year. And this DVD oh, right. would cost you about $330. And it was six upstyles. Right. So hairdressing upstyles. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Sharon Blaine was her name. So she put the DVD together and yeah. you learn six upstyles and I'd sit in the lounge room and I'd watch. And in the background of the videos, there was always like this girl, like young girl passing up bobby pins. Oh, right, and right, I always right. said to myself, like, oh my God, like I wonder how she got that <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah. So fast forward five and a half years later, I came to Sydney and did her boot camp. So yeah, right. It was a five day boot camp on long hair upstyling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically at the end of it, I batted my eyelids and begged her for a job. And yeah. she sort of said, oh, well, come down for a skills test. And yeah. Then gave me a sympathy vote because I definitely didn't have the skills, which I soon learned right. after I got the job. Sure, sure. <laughs> and was playing catch up. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I, I got the job, and I, yeah, eighteen months after that, I was you know presenting 
on a little stage with her at the college yeah. and passing out bobby you pins. were the bobby pin yeah girl? oh shit and but she wasn't making dvds anymore like <laughs> was she making dvds still were you in a dvd well yeah so DVD, yeah. she was making dvds i i actually worked with her doing different things i was yeah. probably more doing like oh uh, uh, right prepping of the hair and sure, stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but then things sort of started progressing and you started going online, blah, blah, blah. But so you've literally achieved your dream. I did. That's insane. And it's so weird because, well, I did. And then we joke because she actually, she's a beautiful woman and she um, took me in. I live with her and I always sure. called her like my fairy godmother. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I was just this little no idea country kid coming down to the sure. big smoke, like yeah, yeah, yeah. having a go um, in the hairdressing world, which can be a little bit cutthroat as you guys know yeah. with Hayley. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so she was lovely. She sort of looked after me. But yeah, when we were on stage once, I think I passed her the wrong bobby pin. And she goes, you know that dream job? She's like, well, you're fired. <laughs> I think I got fired repeatedly from passing out the bobby pins on stage from then on. But no, yeah. it was good. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, that, and it's funny enough that like, you say that jokingly about the bobby pin. But I kind of actually did achieve my dream because I didn't think too much past that. Like I kind of, right. everything just happened off, I guess, good luck. And I do believe a lot about what you put out there does sure. come back but I definitely didn't have the skill level at that stage but mm. I always had a good attitude and yeah. I'd be in that salon seven days a week you know weekends yeah, just whatever hard. Yeah, yeah just learning and well so that's yeah. important though yeah that's that's hard skill to learn yes like well, I, you need I've to worked with a lot of people it. yeah but that's my point yes right I've worked with a lot of people and it's interesting I just caught this sort of bit on um the the why are so many uh, horrible uh, leaders in businesses like male leaders why there's so many of them why they're so bad you know and there's um there's no correlation or no dis distinguishing marks between um confidence and capability yeah. right and so you can be super confident and shit yes. and pass and so it's like an interesting concept to think about like well confidence can just be like pure bullshit yeah and that wins now well, and I don't think it's a bad thing to an extent. I think it's not a bad no. attitude to have providing you've got the work ethic. Work ethic. That's what I, and that's what I'm saying about you. So yes. so if you're confident but willing to put the work in, that's what matters, yeah. right? So you're going to back it, you're going to learn, you're going to recognize your deficits, you're going to go for it, right? You weren't fooling yourself. You yes. knew you had to work and you're yes. willing to do it, right? And that's a hard skill. Like people don't do that side of it, I find more often now. And I think down the track, like working for the salon that I then moved on to, um, Sloan's, uh, like there was very structured kind of management team there. And I think like that was always feedback I did get. And I always tried to stay aware of is when I did have criticism or constructive criticism, mm. I always took it on board. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's actually sometimes can be confronting and a hard thing to do, but mm. I always I really do strive to do that. Yeah. Because I think so many people have victim mentality or this. And, you know, whether it's uncalled for or it's subjective, it doesn't really mm. matter because you can always take something away from it. Sure. So I do really... Sure. And I think you gain a lot of respect doing that as well. If you're willing to actually take a step back and mm. someone's invested the time to give you constructive criticism, if you can yeah. kind of take that on board, it's it's of your benefit and I think it does earn you, earn you a lot of respect. But I guess like back to, like you sort of said, the confidence over yeah. capability, I think it's very much like the sink or swim mentality. Sure. And I was always like, you know, I just want to be a swimmer. Yeah. Um, but no one knows what you don't know. Yeah. You yeah. know, so yeah. the biggest, I think, competitor – will ever come up against is ourselves and mm -hmm. it's so easy to tell yourself constantly oh, i'm shit at this i'll never get that job but yeah. why not like someone yeah. else will why yeah. shouldn't it be you exactly. if you're willing to do the work and whatnot mm. it's never going to be um, yeah it was some all right so okay this is perfect so this is ex so this podcast is very much about that battle 
Yeah. Right. So it's about that inner dial, inner monologue. It's about your self-talk. It's about being emotionally intelligent. It's about having self-awareness. You know, it's about adjusting mindset. And a lot of the things that we struggle with or what people struggle with, what I'm finding now, as I talk about this probably more often than I used to, is, is that... Um, the perspectives you choose to have, the value chain you put together, all these things that drive those concepts such as, you know, my, my measures and my values, right? And how I look at a situation such as a job, let's say. Mm-hmm. I won't go for that job because my measure on what I believe I'm ca- the capability is to have that job is like, oh, well, I'm not good enough. So if the measure is I'm not good enough for that job, therefore I will value that I can't get that, right? The value means I can't do something. And so it all of a sudden puts you out of reach of something. So because your perspective of this, of that is adjusted into a way that you're set up for failure, you're never going to go, right? Whereas if your value and your perspective is flipped to, oh, is that all that that takes to get that job? Yes, It's like immediately a totally different, objective and therefore you can reach for that job because it all of a sudden becomes oh well I can learn that that might be hard but I can still go for that and yeah I might have to like hustle for this bit but I can do that once I get there someone's just got to give me a shot right and I'll work for that right and so that's a that's that's disappearing and I think like you said previously like it is a rarity like that sort of Mm. work ethic can be a rarity Mm. um and I think that's as long as you're willing to work, the the biggest thing coming down to Sydney, like I was in way over my head, particularly with the job and then trying to do the competition world. Sure, sure. Um, I was quite naive and innocent, which was a beautiful part about the initial stage because I had no fear in that regard. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. later when you know more people and you know the type of talk that happens, that's sure. when that fear builds a little bit. But I think the thing is in my little journey with heads, it's amazing how many people are rooting for you. Yeah. It's amazing how many people will help you sure, if you just sure. reach out and, and ask for it and mm. you take on that criticism and, you know, you, mm. you're you not actually afraid to say, hi, I'm pretty Christotto. Like, yeah. I love your work. How do you do it? Do you need, yeah. I'd love to come and work for you for free. I'd love to mm. assist you. And I think while that's related to the hairdressing industry, it's kind of related to anything. Yeah. You know, like mm. um, I spoke to you, about sort of next ventures and sure. wanting yeah, to do yeah, a bit of yeah. a blog or a vlog. And, yeah. you know, you said, hey, come for a chat. It's yeah. like all we were doing is having a casual sit-down chat. Mm. But when you express a bit of a passion and a bit of get up and go, I think mm. you'd be so surprised how many paths open up because you excite people. Yeah. And people want to actually help and they want to see you do well. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's actually a misconception as well. I think we sort of go through a world where we think that, you know, there's always a lot of people do struggle with, not the victim mentality necessarily, but that self-doubt and that mm. self-talk. But, yeah, I think if you do put you put out there what you want, things just do, yeah, fall into place and paths open up and mm. people want to help and want to be involved. So, yeah, yeah, all you need to do is have that confidence in yourself. And yeah. I always think, like, if I don't believe in myself, mm. why would anyone else? Like, if yeah, I can't yeah. sell myself to me and sure, say, sure. I think yeah. I can actually do this, like, yeah. why would anyone else? Yeah. You know, so I think it they're kind of little parts of how I've always approached jobs and, and live by, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's good though. I mean, you know, you got to be able to, like, I like the fact that the, you know, the ability to take criticism, right? Because mm. to me, criticism is about having, be, having the openness to change your mind and the ability to say, be wrong. Right. Yes. You know, and yes. like, that's such a, such a hard thing to wrap your head around, you know, because we're almost primed from birth to like fight to be right. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, no, 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 you got to be the winner. You got to get there and you got to make it all happen. It's all on you. And if you don't do it, you know, you're going to fail at life, you know? And it's like this really weird pressure to like then go out and then like fake it because that's what we do for so long until we kind of like arrive at a thing and we're there and we have the confidence that down that path, if people challenge you, 
you know, you're like, oh shit, you know, they know I'm faking it or, or, or no, you know, I'm a, like that imposter syndrome concept yeah. kicks in and you're like, no, I'm right. And then you argue for Even no that, reason yes. against the person who's 100%. literally giving you the nugget you need to move past your thing and, and achieve the goal. Um, Which uh, yeah, is it's actually interesting that you say that because I remember us having this chat as well previously yeah. about that ability to be wrong. And when I'm talking right now, I'm talking very much in the work context. In sure, the work context, it's very easy for me to be in that role. Yeah. But interestingly enough, after our chat, you're saying, you know, it's actually okay to be wrong. Mm. And you can actually... I like noticed a few times in my personal life yeah. with a partner or with sure. family, that's probably where I'd fight for it more. Sure. You know, yeah. I think, I don't know, it's a bit more of a casual setting. You don't, you know, there's not necessarily mm. that hierarchy. You, you are kind of fighting for your position in your family, with your partner, sure. whatever it may be. And I did find after that chat, it was so refreshing. Yeah. Because all of a sudden I was like, oh, you're so right. Why am I ridiculously arguing about dumb shit that sure. I don't yeah. have to be right about, yeah. you know? It doesn't and matter, like yeah. Like you said, sometimes you get so invested in the fight, that's you, don't, right. you forget if you are right or not. That's so, right, yeah. Yeah, it was very refreshing. I must admit that's definitely something I took away from our last chat. Yeah. Actually being in a situation thinking like, okay, have a breath, why is yeah. this matter yeah. to your life like let it go yeah <laughs> do you really know that you're right yeah <laughs> or do you just have a very strong opinion <laughs> sure and and where yeah. is it coming from yes. you know like why am i now in this position where this is my my need in this yeah you know we're in like if you step back again I, I made an analogy to Haley that i thought was really good the other day around you know some stuff she's working through and it was very much around um talking to her about what she was saying back to me as someone who's kind of working with her through something and she goes, oh, you know, I'm, you know, she goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm talking about this a lot. And I go, no, no, it's okay. I said, it's fine, we're talking about it, you know, but we, the, the basis of this kind of comes from, I, you know, let's not replace our relationship with this thing we're working on. Yeah. This isn't our relationship. Yes. I said, so she's like very conscientious that that's, you know, got a shift and stuff. And I said, it's fine, we'll move away from it in time. But I said, but let's not make this the comfort area. Let's like kind of make sure we're, you know, you're branching off and working on your own. So she'll often apologize for bringing up the stuff that she's going through. And I'm like, no, no, that's fine. She goes, but I feel like I'm not moving on in a sense. And I said, well, what's happening is, is it's like, you need to visualize you're walking down a path today and this path, you have to accept that you're on this path until the path no longer exists. I said, but what's happening is, is you keep telling me that you keep getting stuck in a bush and you're saying, I'm stuck in a bush. I'm stuck in a bush. And I keep saying to you, no, it's okay. You're going to get stuck in bushes. Yeah. You need to find the path again so you can keep walking. Yeah. And I said, so this whole idea that we oftentimes get trapped in these weird moments where we're walking down these paths. You know, we're building relationships. We're trying jobs. We're doing things. And we often will get stuck in what I, like the furniture or the, these yeah, bushes or a, or a branch will grab you. And you're like, oh, well, you know, the victim thing, right? Yes. Oh, I'm stuck in a branch. You know, I'm stuck <laughs> in a tree. All right, yeah. well, get out of the fucking tree, you weirdo, and get <laughs> back on the path. <laughs> like, no one cares that you're in the tree yes. right now. You care you're in the tree because there's some weird thing going on for you. They said, but fundamentally, if you woke up every day and say, I'm going to get caught in trees and bushes and everything, but every time that happens, I'm going to find the path again. Yes. You're going to move forward, yeah, right? Life life that. is going to continue, right? And so, like, it's oftentimes we get lost, right, on these little small like literally you're on the path still. Yes. You're like there, but you're stuck. You're just at a roadblock. Yeah. And I think that's actually like you mentioned before where emotional t intelligence comes in. Yeah. And actually being able – and emotional intelligence is very much a skill like your fitness, like mm -hmm. your career skill that you actually need to build and learn. Yeah. And 100%. I went through like – you know, I've had a great life to be honest. I come from a great family, blah, mm. blah, blah. Everyone has their own shit. But yeah. I did go through a little bit of a rough patch for maybe for like a year or so and I found myself uh, – for someone who is quite – 
upbeat and you know sure. happy and always positive mm. i really was in this kind of rut i, I couldn't like get out funk yeah. Yeah, yeah and i did i actually i was like okay well i feel like this i don't mm. like feeling like this something needs to change i don't know how to change it so mm. i'm gonna go here 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 and here and, and work it out and yeah. over a course of doing different things reading and and i did kind of get myself out of that but i very much think the skills i learned in that year yep. climbing back out or you know getting out of yeah, the bush yeah. have have really kept coming over and repeating themselves in different aspects of my life. And yep. now I actually can manage myself to not get back into that rut, you yeah. know, because you know the signs, you know the triggers. You, That's right. You know, you know, for me, having a lot of things aligned are quite good. You know, for instance, mm-hmm. if my health and fitness is off track, you know, my emotional set's off sure. track. And, you know, sure. things snowball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always the two obvious ones. Um, but, yeah, so I think what you're saying, like, with that analogy is emotional intelligence is a skill. Yeah. You know, you do need to learn your own mind. You do mm-hmm. need to learn your triggers. You do need to learn how to... Yeah, keep going along your path yeah. and, and actually dodging those bushes. Yeah. Um, you know, rather than and then being up pinned up there like a yeah. or, never or accept that to. it's gonna happen. Yes. You know, embrace the bush for the minute and go and use your emotional intelligence and some self awareness to kind of go, Oh, right, I am in this bush. Yes. And maybe this is the moment I'm gonna be here for a second and learn some stuff. hundred percent. But the end game here is to get back on the path and keep moving forward. And like, you know, it's kind of like how I, I view my life. Like it's like I'm on this trajectory to just, for lack of a better description, very fatalistic, the the <laughs> graveyard, right? And so I'm going to die one day. Like, that's just the end game, right? <laughs> so I'm hoping that what I leave behind is, you know, better children, children that are better than me, that, you know, had better opportunity, learn more, blah, 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 that all the people that I've come in contact with, you know, had uh, something that they imparted with or enjoyed that time or at least had a fucking laugh or whatever, right? You know, I don't want it to be some bullshit existence that meant nothing, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm the first person to be hypercritical of what I'm doing on that journey, right? Yes. And so I have to be mindful that, you know, I can be hugely... Um, pessimistic uh, of my uh, of the surroundings right i can very quickly deteriorate you know what could be good into something that could be very bad but that's a choice in perspective yes and so sometimes i have to remind myself that whilst it's very convenient to make an excuse because it feels good to justify why i feel this way more times than not it has nothing to do with that Right. And yeah. it's it's me who is responsible for staying on the path and moving forward. Right. Exactly and so right. like, yeah, it's if it's it's you know, I think it's hard to just move through any life. Right. Let yes. alone the small little things that come up that yeah. kick your ass. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a funny it's a funny beast to have to like grapple with, you know, all the things that hit you. And it is funny the things that do throw you, you know, because mm. sometimes it's not big tragedies necessarily. Yeah. It'll be, you know, one comment that was said here or something sure. not going the way you'd planned and hoped and worked for it to go. And sure. All of a sudden it's like, yeah, it, if you don't stop it in its tracks to a certain extent, yep. it once again it snowballs. And all of a sudden mm. all those elements of your life just start. It unravels, into that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, or rolls in, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I um, I try not to, like, participate in those moments, right, yes. in a certain way. You know, it's like I can see them happening. And I think, like, what you're, you know, kind of the the awareness of these things. And I often just look at it and just go, is it is is this going to be the thing today? Is this yes. what it's going to be? And then I go, I don't, can I dodge it? Can I completely not do this? Yeah. You know, and, um, and sometimes I feel like I have zero emotions when I deal with these <laughs> problems like this. So it's like, do you even care? You know, <laughs> do you have a heart? You know, it's like really rough because I'm like, I can, can just completely like remove the problem. 
yeah. by just not participating in it yeah. or completely avoiding it. And sometimes like that's just not like sometimes that could be not okay, but sometimes it's like no, because I know what I know what's gonna happen. I know maybe with triggers that are gonna kick in, I'm probably gonna get pissed off. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, do I really need to deal with that right now? And I'm like, you know what? Like it's probably not even worth my time. Yeah. So then I just go, nah, nah, I'm and out. <laughs> I wonder though, you saying that that's you being you know non emotional and yeah, blah, blah. yeah, maybe that's actually being so self aware to manage it before the point where you get emotional. Yeah. Because I'd actually yeah. argue that I'd yeah. actually say if you can kind of pick your triggers, you know, mm. manage yourself well enough day to day not to let those things heighten your emotion, that's yeah. the end goal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether that be heartless or whether that be just very yeah. self-aware, it's kind of that fine line, yeah. I suppose. You could yeah. probably argue it either way, depending yeah. on who you're talking to. Yeah, I feels, it feels like I'm I'm escaping, like almost running away from yes. it. But maybe that's just because that's kind of some of my wiring. You know, I have a little bit of that in me. But like, it's like one of those things where, yeah, it's like, it's not fight or flight specifically. I still feel like it's fight in me yeah. to like really go for it. But, but it's like, it's my... It's like defensive driving. Yes. You know, I'm like, yes. yeah, no, no, I'm going to slow down. Like, I'm going to drive around this problem. <laughs> oh, that person's a little crazy. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. shave some shapes, some lanes over here. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yes. So, big adventures for you coming up. Yes, very big. I did, in my mind, mm-hmm. have the absolute clear inkling in the way that you were speaking to me about your now fiancé. Yeah. That you were going to be getting engaged very quickly. Did, <laughs> did you know beforehand that this was happening? I think we, well, to be totally honest, um, we, I think literally after one month of meeting, which sounds yeah. crazy to a lot of people, we're calling each other future wifey and future sure, sure. Because there's this unexplainable kind of connection. And it's not this real lust connection where, well, it is that as mm, well, mm. but it's not. I've never it's experienced it. not only that. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. never experienced it before, but it's like this mm. deep understanding for the other person and ability to communicate. Yeah, and well, I that's think cool. that is like mm. the biggest thing. Like I think you can kind of, how we describe it, and I think how we kind of, it was crazy for both of us. Like, mm. oh my God, we to give you a bit of background. We met in Bali in May. Sure. Um, he's from South Africa and lives mm-hmm. in South Africa and I'm from Australia. We spent two nights together and we're like, okay, well, see you later. This yeah, really right. Good. We in really, Bali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we really connected. But yeah. um you're actually on the other side of the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving forward, we both kind of knew the reality of the situation, mm. like it was going to be next to impossible, but we kind of FaceTimed every day and it, it, it builds and builds and builds. Sure. And yeah, like I said, literally from probably like a month in, we were, we knew. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's so funny saying it on one end and then on mm. the other, like you mm. roll your eyes at people to say that before you even felt that. And yeah. then you feel it and you're like, ah, oh, okay. Mm. There's just sort of no guessing. There's just that... Um, Sorry, what I was going to say is how we kind of described it to each other. Is you, there's kind of three types of connections. So you can have a physical connection with mm-hmm. someone, you can have a mental connection with someone, mm-hmm. and you can have an emotional connection with someone. Sure. And, you know, this is so dramatic because I'm 26, but I've been single <laughs> for five years. I sure. was with a guy previously four or five years yeah. prior to that. You know, and you go on all the dates and you do all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I started thinking, I was like, you know what? You can have a physical connection with someone sure. and sometimes I wouldn't have that physical but I have the mental but sure. I really never felt uh, and I started thinking to myself being a dramatic 26 year old like oh maybe you just you know can never find all three you know like maybe right. you can actually only have that one but with him it, it is all three like mm. you know the minute we see each other we're excited you know physically sure. yeah. um when we you know there's that emotional attachment and emotional mm. understanding mm. um of who they are now and what they've been through and why they are the way they yep, are. Yep. And then there's mental. Mm. You know, we actually challenge each other's thought processes mm-hmm. and we're both quite strong-willed, shall oh, we say, okay. and quite, um, 
you know, we won't. We're both very active conversationists, if sure, that makes sense. Sure, so yeah. We don't have one person going, oh, wow, yeah, that's great. It's like, well, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. right. Um, so, yeah, so I think the biggest way to kind of describe – so I didn't know necessarily, like – I had a pretty good idea. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure. I did, the I way did. you were talking, like, I, you, you <laughs> yeah, weren't talking like you had it in the bag, in the sense. Yeah. But the way <laughs> yeah. you talked about it very much – led me to believe that you very mu- were very much going down the path of it, yeah. even though you weren't saying any of these things necessarily yeah, out loud, yeah, yeah. but in your mind and the way that you were representing the relationship and the long, because we were talking about obviously you're moving yes. moving over there yeah. soon. Um, you were talking about the long term of it. And, yeah. and the way that you represented it was very much of somebody who was, you know, like of, of a commitment level marriage. Yeah. And I was like, Oh damn, this girl's, this girl's going to go get engaged like yeah. soon. Like this could happen to imme- almost immediately. And it's quite funny because anyone who knows me sort of long term mm. is just like, what the hell's gotten into you? Yeah, like, sure, right. cause I'm yeah, very like great. strong, independent woman. Like, course, you know, like yeah. I'm very, and th- I'm not like, really a gap filler. Like I yeah. don't really need someone. Like mm. I'm quite independent. I've got a pretty hectic, life schedule yeah. and things like that so my thing was i'm never going to make room to fit someone in unless they're worth it if that yeah. makes sense like yeah. i don't yeah, need yeah, that yeah. kind of gap filler um so uh, and you know i'd kind of go on a few dates and the girls would be like oh he's really nice and yeah. i'm like oh, i don't know yeah you know yeah. whatever um and like with him i was just like oh yeah okay yeah we're gonna get married it was full <laughs> you know? yeah like, it was full yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i do think it, it's mm. kind of a matter of when you know you know but it's also to there's a certain amount of vulnerability in it, mm. which mm. I hadn't experienced before. I'd never mm. let myself be that vulnerable. Um, and that was kind of by his lead as well. And I think he, he would probably say the same. Like, yeah, sure. To actually get it to this point, there's a huge amount of vulnerability. Like, mm. there's a lot of people in my life and there's a lot of people in his life who think we're nuts, you know? Right. And while you always try and detach yourself from what other people think, it's when they're on the other side of the world and mm. you're here and you're doing the day-to-day and you're telling everyone you know, like, it yeah. is... Yeah, it does. It, it's a bit daunting and, yeah. and there is a certain amount of pressure and i think for both of us well actually the second night in bali we knew how we had a big connection like yeah. this is kind of crazy but i mean and he sort of said oh look you know it's going to be absolutely easiest for me if we just never talk again and i said okay yeah, yeah right. i said well if you say we're never talking again don't ever expect a message like that's yeah, happening right. you know yeah, yeah, i said yeah. i respect that but i just said think about it like i yeah, don't know if yeah. you really want to do that yeah um but i've sort of traveled a lot as well like into yeah i've traveled heaps um you know, I've moved from home before I've done – and the thing with me is, like, I had a bit more of an open mind to it, I mm. think, whereas I th- his said to me in his words, he's like, sometimes you have to realise my world's smaller than yours. Mm. Like, I have – his overseas first overseas trip was Bali and there's a lot of things like that. So I think it was just a matter of, like, opening up the possibility mm. of it. Um, so, yeah. So once we did open up the possibility of it, we, we sort of said – I said, okay, well, choice is yours. We either yeah. talk or we don't, but yeah, there's yeah. no in between for me. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um, and then we did with FaceTime every day and, like, you know, yeah. it kind of just built and built and built. And really, once again, going back to that physical, emotional and mental, mm. um, interestingly enough, like, what happens – obviously, we spent two days together, but we actually took that physical component away. Yeah, and right. there was three months between Bali and when I went over to South Africa in September. Mm, that's right, yeah. And it was actually really interesting. Like, if you've taken that physical away for three months and you've been, mm. you know, wholly and solely kind of committed to each other. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, talking every day and, like, we'd reschedule our days around it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he sort of said to me, well, if this is going to work, mm. we FaceTime every day. You know, at this time, every day we FaceTime. Mm. You don't miss one. That's just how it is, you know? Wow, yeah. And I thought, at first I was like, I'm a bit like go with the flow. I'm kind of even schedule my breakfast at the same time sure, every day. Sure, yes. <laughs> you know so yeah. i was like oh oh okay like yeah um but he was exactly right like it was that commitment and that's where the vulnerability and that's where the like 
the effort comes in as well. Like sure. we had two people who were willing to work at it to make it work and we mm. knew what we had. Mm. Um, but that's not enough. You do have to yeah. in the work and, and that's kind of what we did and it wasn't work because it was easy and that's yeah, yeah. the way he would say it is like you know we have to put in the work and this is that and I'd be like but it's not work like it's yeah know, stop I making it sound like a task oh. and that's always yeah. where we like laugh because we're always saying the same thing but mm. he's got a much more logical approach sure, and sure. a realist approach and I'm an absolute dreamer mm. so. well I <laughs> so. agree I agree like um you know I just actually had a very interesting conversation with my son was we were watching just randomly, not randomly, we chose it, but the randomly, what the, the information that came through, we were watching the Kevin Hart Don't Fuck This Up documentary. Oh, yes. Did I you watch it. that? Yeah. Really cool, right? Because, yeah. like, you know, I know about Kevin Hart a bit, and he's been pretty honest in the last, like, while about who he, who he is, but it was interesting to watch the doco and all that sort of stuff. What but did well, you think about it? Well, I thought it was only interesting in that um, I wasn't so interested in him as the professional comedian. I was more interested in the, the, um, the, the smaller parts of who what makes him up, such yeah. as... His back, his background, his relationships, yeah. his motivations, why why he works so hard and why he does the things that he's doing, to the point where, to be honest, I actually think he's like a closet alcoholic, totally a mess, and blah blah blah. But you know, that, that's besides the point. Yeah. But when he talked about his dad, who is a drug mm. addict and kind of totally this loose cannon component of his life that he has now reined in to a certain degree, and actually has a productive yeah. relationship, he talked about relationships and bonds. And that you have to work at building bonds and maintaining relationships. Yes. And it's work in the sense that it has to be productive. And now I don't have uh, very uh, close relationships or bonds with my parents. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, I, I don't. And, I, I, and I've always questioned why I don't. But there's a huge amount of dysfunction involved in my, my background in the sense that I don't really know why my parents are were the way and chose mm. the things that they did and blah, blah, blah. But, my, you know, my, my dad had PTSD. So there's some stuff that makes some sense to me as to why he would be very bad at this. Um, but, and, and, but with my mom, I'm not really sure because there's mm. some other stuff there. But I'm watching it with my oldest son who, you know, my thing is, is they live with their mom, right? And they're full-time over there, Disneyland dad over here. And yeah. so for me, it's like my greatest regret in the the breakdown of my marriage is that I just didn't get to raise my kids. Yeah. Other people do, right? And and I do to a certain extent and I'm, I minimize my impact, but it, it's not full-time. I don't catch yes. them. I catch them late is what I always say. Yeah. I catch them when they're really upset already and a lot of their mental sort of baggage is already full yeah. and you're like, oh, you really have to unpick it pull them back down and help them. And then they kind of go off and you kind of wind them up and say, all right, good luck. And then yeah. you hope they come back. All right. From that problem, you know, that they, you kind of help them get through. But I had to have this really, my son's 14 going on 15, you know, he's going through his stuff and he's, he's, he's an interesting character, but I had to say to him, I picked him up and I said, cause it kind of, it weighed on me, you know, I was like, fuck, you know, like what am I working on with him mm. to maintain a relationship, to have a strong bond and connection between us? And it wasn't that I questioned that we had it as such, but I didn't know what the value of it was to him. Yes. Right. And so I was like, I know what it means to me, but I've never asked him like, like that kind of a question before yeah. because one, it never really came up. And two, um, I don't, you know, it's, there's a frequency problem, you know, like yeah. I don't know. And when I see him, it's over overload. Like we're like have a lot to do. So it's very hard to find a moment between us where he isn't just on Snapchat cause yeah. he's burnt out cause he just did training or I'm you know, like saying, Hey, we got to feed you. We got to get you to do some homework. And you yes. know, it's always really full. So it was yeah. nice over the holidays. And I said to him, I'm gonna ask you a really weird question. <laughs> you know, as we're in the car together driving home, because we've as just been chatting. Not used to it. Like, well, <laughs> I, like when if well, I do, but to, for me to say this means it's really gonna be 
outside of the normal yeah. weirdness that I would bring to him. So I said, look, it's, you know, it's going to be weird, but like, I got to ask you because I got to get off my chest. I said, how do you rate a relationship? You know, like, what does it mean to you? You know, because so this Kevin Hart thing and this whole thing kind of spun me out because we were, it was just he and I watching it, you know, and, um, and he goes, oh no, I rate our relationship really high, which was awesome to me. And I, you know, I don't really have to get into the detail of what we talked about, but the point is, it's like my takeaway from that was I was nervous to ask my own son this question. Yeah, that's interesting. But for me, that is the definition of putting the work in. Yes. Is doing the things that are uncomfortable as well. And so like what you're kind of talking about and alluding to, you have to be vulnerable yeah. to get where you need to go and feel good and keep working at something, right? Yeah. And so with my son, whilst he is at arm's length and, you know, and oftentimes I wonder what he's being told and all that sort of stuff to put him in his position, you know, I know that based on what we talked about that I have less of, I could, I should be less concerned about that as well. That what I put in and what the effort I, you know, do is, 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 is meaningful to him yes, yeah. and that he values it and that, that means something, yes. you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, you talk about that work thing. I mean, man, sometimes and vulnerability, boy, it's tough. It is tough. You know? It's totally tough. Cause mm. once again, it kind of goes from everything, you know, mm. um, I think a good way I kind of put it and well, this was my realization in it actually. So I read the book, code of an extraordinary mind uh, um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that breaks down your life into 12 principles so sure. it's your health and fitness um your friendships your relationships mm. your skill set at work your spiritual environment at home family all that sort of stuff right mm -hmm. so everything you can imagine fits into 12 categories in your life and it said okay now go through and rate everyone out of 10 so go yeah, through right. individually and at this stage was me moving to sydney working all the time like getting exactly where i wanted mm. to um and when I rated it, like my skill set was high, my health and fitness, you know, I'm right into the CrossFit, I was coaching, like that was really high. Like, and I, when I went into rating them, I thought, you know what, I'm pretty well rounded. Like, yeah. I should score fairly evenly on all these. And the biggest two that were missing for me was relationships and friendships. Yeah. Um, right. So I'd moved to Sydney and I was feeling like, oh, you know, I feel uh, so alone all the time. My mm. family's not mm. here, blah, blah, blah. And relationships, like I said, I went on a series of, you know, a couple of dates sure. here or there. But sure. once again, I wasn't open to it. You know, I very yeah. much had the, oh, I'll go on it, but if, if mm. it fits in kind of mentality. Um, so what I realized, and more so, with the friendship one, mm. all of a sudden I s oh, started, <laughs> sorry, hit the, hit right. the mic. Um, all of a sudden I started focusing on those friendships. Mm. And what I've found is that I didn't need any more friends. Mm. They were all around mm. me. Yeah. I just hadn't put in the effort for a little while. Yeah. And it actually, once again, it's that vulnerability. It's that, you know, that friend who you might see a few times a week at the gym going, hey, do you want to go for coffee? Like yeah. trying to expand on that relationship mm. and putting yourself out there to do so. Or, you know, connecting a little bit more with the people you work with on yeah. a level outside and, it's sort of that vulnerability again. Mm. I think to an extent um, with relationships, I was very, I knew what I wanted. Mm. Um, and I, once again, I wasn't going to go through the heartache of a breakup for nothing less than that. Um, sure. So I sure. think that yeah, one's yeah, a little yeah. bit tricky. I think you can definitely actively put yourself out there, mm. but I do feel like, yeah, there's that fine line between doing it for the sake of having a relationship and actually yeah. make, meeting someone that's brings out the best in you and, mm. and vice versa. So, yeah, so I think that vulnerability can actually be reflected in a lot of different areas of your mm. life. Um, but that was definitely the one mm. that, that made it to me. And I think coming, you know, with the decision, obviously you sort of said I'm engaged and I will be moving to South Africa. That's right, yeah. It's also leaving behind a career I worked really, really hard for. And yep. as much as that was a hard decision to make, it was kind of thoughts that were already circling around maybe anyway. Mm. Um, not necessarily anyway, but 
maybe wasn't feeling quite as fulfilled as I had. And I think I had achieved the goals I'd set out to do. And I kind of sure. got to that point where I was like, oh, well, I didn't think this far. You yeah, know? right. I shot yeah. my collection and I worked at the salon I wanted to work mm. at. You know, we were really proactive in the industry. And then I kind of got to this point where it's like, okay, well, now you go balls in and you, yeah. you know, whether it be have a salon or, or whatever the next step mm. is. Or this, it's almost like, I don't know, life has a beautiful way of timing itself. Like sure. It's yeah. almost like as I was kind of feeling those things, this just fell into place so yeah yeah and i mean there's a huge amount of vulnerability with that like yeah. moving to the other side of the world mm. and knowing that this is right but if if you don't do it you know you'll never know and yeah. and if we weren't both feeling the same and connecting communicating on the same level like obviously yeah you wouldn't even consider it but yeah no of course yeah it just everything just feels right and yeah. i think you know when i went over there to see him in september and now this time everyone keeps saying, are you nervous? Are you nervous? Yeah, of course. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why. Like, yeah. I, I probably should be to an extent, but I think that sometimes, well, a little bit of both. I think sometimes that's the beauty of timing and mm -hmm. everything just falling into place. And sometimes I'm very much a person, if you're going to, there's a big difference between saying what you're going to do and doing it. Yeah. And if you are going to do it, you need to do it and... Um, go all in. Yeah, go all in. Yeah, no, and I agree. And you can't be mm. halfway here, halfway there. Like you yeah. have to, well, that's what I'm doing. Like why be nervous about it? I'm yeah, like, no. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah. Oh, that's really awesome. So, yes. So we're we're done. We're, well, we're hanging up the uh, the scissors. For now. For now. For now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for now. I, I like the idea of always, I've got 101 things going on at once. Mm. Like if you speak to my mum, I just drive her mental. Like, sure. you know, we I work 12 hours at the salon. I'm, you know, coaching at the gym on the weekends. Yep. Like, there's just always 101 things in my schedule. And I think the best part about this is I've kind of put in the work to not really have to go straight into work over there. Yeah. Cost of living's a lot cheaper. I've had, you know, I've been house sitting for six months. So yep. I've got these amount of savings and I'm in a position to really, I think, when you look at your life, everyone sort of says, oh, you've done so much and you've done what you said you were going to do, but you always self-assess and self-critique. And I always thought I'd be doing more at this age by now. Like I thought sure. I'd be self-employed. I thought I'd be, you know, doing – but I think the problem is and what my recent boss probably taught me the most is you can't do 100 things. You have to do no. one thing well. So mm. I think the beauty of um, – I'm not saying I'm hanging out with scissors. I'll probably definitely do – bridal yeah yeah and you know whether i end up signing with an agency and doing a bit of that but what i want is three months to really have time to work mm. out what i want to do yeah um, because like i said i just feel like there's not enough t like life in one life like yeah <laughs> you know like i'm quite involved in like a, a fitness realm which i've never really got to explore mm. to the extent i've like would have liked to have explored it because I've been mm. so invested in and in being the best in or, you know, striving to be the best in my industry. Yeah. Definitely not there yet, but that was, you know, what yeah, my yeah, of course. Yeah, view yeah. was where I was going. So I think, yeah, I, I just want three months to just reconnect a little bit mm. and actually work it out. And of course I've got 101 things on the back burner and, yeah. you know, there's a few things which, you know, we've spoken about as well, yeah. like ready to go, but I just need that time mm. just to to work it out yeah yeah and how are you going to focus on that time what are you going to do to carve it up when i get over there yeah what's the sort of plan of attack have you thought about it or are you yeah, still a little think, seat of the pants you know what things i'm not good at is or like um i do once again 100 things at once so things i'm not good at is having structure and routine sure so i think i've always strived like that's always an attractive quality in another person for me mm. and uh, with Vincent, he's definitely a little bit more structured and a little bit sure, more routine right. um so i'd like to take on a little bit of that so mm. i'd like to have a quieter even though you know i won't necessarily be working straight away i'll, I'll have a lot of structure to my day yeah so there'll be you know the morning i'll be running the dogs you know then i'll be home yep. for a couple of hours researching the fields i want to go into sure you know then doing lunch 
and then, you know, kind of blocking my day out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's a lot yeah. of things I'd like to do um, with that. And, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I journal a lot. Yeah. That's how I – that's probably one of the only ways I managed to get my schizzy head to, like, yeah, yeah. in some sort of linear pattern. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got quite a lot of journaling going on at the mm. moment and broken into different categories. So although on the outside it always looks like a big, you know, schizzy mess, it's always – uh, personally like some structure and it, yeah. It, yeah it might not make sense to a lot of people but i do kind of find myself yeah well yeah nutty I, professors have very messy offices <laughs> i think the um other thing too is like we the h- hardest thing i think going into like working for yourself or you know i would like to start like a mm. vlog so i want to you know start yep. doing a little bit of vlogging yep. i want to start you know kind of connecting through that way and letting a path unfold mm. and i think um the hardest thing to do is to start yeah you know i've got a hundred like this is things i've been talking about doing i've been in my mind for a year to 18 months sure, you know? sure. and and i definitely think that and it's been sitting there and i use the excuse i don't have time and i don't have this and that but i think it is that fear of starting almost yeah, yeah. yeah. um fear of failing fear of investing money and not getting any return on yep, it, all yep. those sort of things. So um, I'm actually reading a book at the moment, thanks to Maddie Borg, she got me mm. my going away, called um, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Yeah, right. So yeah, so I think I'm, yeah. So uh, really did, did that going make any in, sense? It does. Well, you're, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like, like you're going to go over there and start, right? I'm so it's go about starting. Start. Yeah, 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 which is the first step, right? So yeah. you just got to start and go, exactly. which is cool. I'm going to go over and start and I'm going to go over and spot opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're going to be somewhere, you have to live there. So as mm. much as I think, you know, doing a vlog and um, this online sort of business I'd like to start, mm. one of the biggest pulls is still feeling that connection to the Western world. Yeah. Um, yep. Financially, I think it'd be clever if I can financially make a Western sort of income and live over there. It'd be a great advantage. But also, I think personally, like mm. it still feels like I've got my yeah kind of one foot in the door rather than and you know hopefully you know maybe one day we'll be back mm. um and i think i like the idea of having that uh, yeah. floating ground yeah um but yeah i do want to be on the ground there and i want to spot opportunity there as well yeah, and like right. i said really throw myself into it and every day on the phone to him i've got 101 ideas for him about over there and yeah. you know what we could do this this and that and he says, please stop running in the air before you hit the ground. Like, yeah, just right. get over yeah, here. Let's get here, yeah. It's a different culture. It's a different language, for goodness sure. sakes. Like, just yeah. get on the ground and we'll go from there. So what I'm really looking forward to is just having time. Like, I kind of went straight from school, straight to work, straight to, yeah. you know, doing all the competitions on the weekend. I've never really had that. I'm cl- I think I'm going to call it, like, my spring break. Yeah. Yeah. And just, like. Spring break. Yeah. Like, Maybe you should become a cheerleader then. I know. You should Maybe do it. Maybe I was inspired by that subconsciously. Oh my god! I really want to be a cheerleader. Oh, Maybe I can start. I think a cheer- you should totally do it. Oh my god! So what if you do that? Listen, and this is a sign because yeah. when I was watching the cheer documentary, yeah, um, Navarro. The, so it's like cheer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Olympics. Okay, yeah, okay, so okay, all okay. the schools come out, and like the best school ever is like Navarro, which is this documentary is all about that. Sure. So you know, people are on scholarships, and there's all these disadvantaged kids who get sent to this woman because she's an amazing coach, and she yeah, brings right. them up, and they're right. doing, and it's all calculated. Like it's not like we just train really hard and we win. Like everything she does is mathematical and calculated, and they're, sure. they're the best of the best. But um, where I'm moving to is a little bit of a smaller town, and the other question that keeps I don't feel nervous until 101 people ask me the same question, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, it's fine, it's fine, and then the 101th person asks you it, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, right, right. You know, right. And you have this little freak out. But where I am going is a little bit of a small town. So mm. it's going to be an adjustment. And I don't think it's going to be a bad adjustment for me. I think I almost, mm. 
once again, it's kind of like one of those lives I would have liked to live out and now I've got mm. the opportunity to. Um, but the school in the cheer documentary has 24,000 people in it, which right. is tiny. Yeah, that's like, small. Yeah. so tiny. And it has like the best um, uh, cheer, like people right. come from all over. People come from LA to like go to this. They move their life to this country town to yeah. be in this cheer team to yeah. get to – you know, nationals. Learn, yeah, yeah, to learn and get coached and, and all that. Yeah. In this small town, randomly in the documentary, this guy um, started a fruitcake business. And yeah. he has an um, enterprise over there. He ships to 200 countries. Wait, in the cheerleading documentary? No, yeah, no? yeah, yeah, about yeah, right. the town. It's yeah, right. in the cheerleading documentary. But this guy's built an absolute empire out of fruitcakes. Fruitcakes. Yeah, and he ships to 200 countries, like, worldwide. Like, it's... Just fruitcakes. Yeah, and you should see it. Like it's What makes this fruitcake so good? Well... I don't know. I don't even like fruitcake. I don't so know. I don't yeah, like fruitcake either. Maybe we, the 200 countries even. Maybe it's like, yeah. There's know. like a niche. It's maybe, a niche. Well, that's my point. And all they do is fruitcakes. And it's like this massive warehouse and you just see them going through on all yeah. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. what do you call them? The conveyor belts. Conveyor belts, yeah. yes. And I'm like, see? So every time I kind of think like, oh, you know, maybe there won't be as much opportunity. Maybe this. Like every time I have like one or two little yeah. mind things, I just think of the fruitcake mm. guy. Like, yeah. He did it. He's nailing it. He's in a little small town making fruitcakes. Yeah. So like. So you can do anything anywhere. Exactly. Oh. So who knows? Well, (laughs) I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna have to keep track of what you do. (laughs) So what are you gonna do the vlog thing? Do you think? Yeah, I'm definitely gonna do the vlog. I think. Um, Mm. I think what I really like. I've done one video so far. Mm. (laughs) Off to a slow start. Yeah. But um, a I like. The idea about getting over the fear of putting yourself out there to sure. be judged by people. Sure. Definitely the main things holding me back it's from hard, doing yes. something like that yeah, yeah. was actually just caring what people thought. Yeah. And, you know, who cares at the end yeah. of the day? Like, you know, you you might have five of your close friends who think, oh, did she really say that? But, you know, maybe you've inspired a hundred others at the same time, you know? So yeah, I don't yeah. – the biggest thing for me was getting over that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of positives that come off that. I think, A, I'll be kind of connected to the Western world. Yep. These days you never know where it might go. And I really like, like, I'm such a, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, typical, you move in Africa, oh, typical, you know, you're engaged in six months. Right, and, right. you know, people kind of, like, can't believe that sort of stuff. But yeah. I'm like, and that baffles me. Mm. I, I think, like we said, you, you kind of do only get one life. Like, yeah. Once again, that fear just comes into place so many times. And mm. I think, why not do it? Like, if you know, and if you know yourself well mm. enough to know what your feeling is, you know? What genuine. I mean? Genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Why, why are people so scared to do that? Like, why is that mm. so shocking? You know? Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, even relationship-wise, once again, speaking about that vulnerability, sometimes people have those opportunities, but they're so scared mm. to, you, you, like... Invest in, like, if you put two other people in this situation, you know, mm. nine times out of ten it probably wouldn't work because there was a hundred reasons why it shouldn't have. But yeah. now we have the most rewarding thing ever because we both did mm. put in the work. And it never ceases to amaze me, like, how many people you just kind of come across who are scared to yeah. do even things not that big, you know? Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, yeah. a part of the vlog is, I guess, trying to inspire people to just take a chance mm. and, mm. you know, do scary things and yeah. they can work out. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to do the vlog. That'll be interesting. What if it's only about just like um, comfort zone challenging stuff? Like where you just like, uh, one, I think that it would be really funny if you just did your diary as a vlog. My diary? Yeah. Oh my gosh. How good would that be? Everyone would just be like, you need to take a Valium after (laughs) the podcast or after the (laughs) The vlog. vlog. But that would be awesome. Like you could do like a summary of like your week or something as a (laughs) vlog and then like talk about it like from that perspective, right? Yeah. Because like you could retro what you go through. Like real time, it's tough, right? I mean, that's one of the things like I'm considering right now of like 
taking all of these sort of, I do these things called food for thoughts, which is just yes. those one-offs and thinking about like, I write almost a piece for that before I record it. Yes. And so oftentimes what I'm thinking now is like, I should probably blog that, you know, and then embed the, the podcast in because I can articulate probably better in this format than I can write. But then at yes. the same time I can write quite well. So it's like one of those things where I'm like, well, there's a blend what here of two, which one is it? Yeah. But in real time, you know, when you're writing something down, it's like in that moment. But when you're like kind of then use that as the stepping stone yes. to talk about it, it's like almost really unpacked and much better and yeah. you can really go for it. Oh, well, um, it's interesting because I've actually got numerous ones written down. I just yeah. actually haven't kind of done it. I, I think I'm, I was very much in the mind frame that my new life starts when I get there. Yeah. And I'm going to structure well, cool. that in and do that. Yeah. So it's almost like, yeah, waiting, waiting for me to get started when I get there. And it's yeah. going to give me that kind of little project. And yeah. So when do we hit the ground? When do we hit the ground over there? Yeah. Twenty second of Jan. Dang, it's like right around the corner. Yeah, it's next week. She's like literally shipping out. Yeah, I am, but I'm ready. Like, if anything, um, he sort of wanted me to come back with him on the seventh mm. last Tuesday, mm. and I said, oh, you know, I think it'll be better if I like mm. take my time, say my goodbyes properly, and then go. Yeah. And I must admit, the couple like, this week's dragging. I'm like, yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah. ready. I'm yeah, sort of yeah, being there yeah, now. Yeah. Like, yeah. all this anticipation, and yep. obviously, when you're in a salon, you're telling clients for six weeks every forty five minutes yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So I feel like I've gone through it so many times i'm just ready to be there yeah um but yeah the other reason for the blog too i really like is accountability yeah i'd really like um the accountability of it mm. and i think i'd really like to track the journey in a certain mm. sense mm. um yeah because i definitely have short-term goals and then long-term goals yep um and i'd love to kind of keep track of that yeah well that you know process do yeah, do. do it should be cool. Just start. Send me the link. I will, so I can watch it will. and make fun of you from yeah. afar. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I could do yeah. reactions. You can tell me if it's too tragic. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's about doing it right. Yeah. Like it's an iterative process. Because yeah. I did a vlog, and you know, as you move through it, you start to think, oh no, next time I'm gonna do it this way, or yeah. next time I'm gonna, you know, like I'll create it in a different way, and then you then you get to a point where you can just do them in your mind. And you're like, cool. And then you just throw it down. Yes. Because it's like, it's this, I'm now used to this pattern and I just go for that, you know? And then yeah. when you see, solicit the feedback, people will say things and then you'll like want a challenge out of it. So you'll do something different and, yes. you know, like it's, it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, be a YouTube star for a while, yeah, even though well, there's no, it's very hard to become one now, but like yes. in the sense of like, go do it and see what happens. Exactly. Um, but they, yeah, they, they raise the bar so high before you can like make money on YouTube. And I think like I've even learned so much in the process of like moving over there, mm. just, you know, going through visas and all the mm. things you don't kind of think about. If, if nothing else, you know, it might be a little bit of education on those stepping stones, yeah. which is what makes things so out of reach and so yeah. like so much to think about. Well, it's like full adulting now. Yeah. You're like doing the full adulting. And now like I'm engaged. I know. You have to be a full adult. Totally. All of a sudden, like you have to, you it, actually, that's an interesting point. Your decision-making changes. Oh, yeah. Like, I was thinking, so initially I'm going to be on a tourist visa, which means I just have to leave the country. Sure. So I was like, oh, my gosh, perfect. Easter, I'll come home for Easter. Mm. And then I was thinking, well, we probably won't both come back in three months. I was like, oh, hang on a minute, that's my fiancé. Yeah. We might have to do, like, an Easter thing together. <laughs> you know, like, this is a start Oh, shit, Brit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't just come home to, like, my mom and dad's no, for Easter. No, this whole thing changes, yeah. Brit. You've got a whole other person in your life yeah. you're working with. And that's been an interesting one. Yeah, That well, took a bit of time. That yeah. took take a bit of time. I, I said, you have to be patient with me. I've been single for a long time. I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, be patient. Be I will patient. forget about you a few times before I remember you. <laughs> 
he's always like, oh, you're so – he calls me um, Blonde Rocky. <laughs> right, wow. <laughs> I know, because right. he's like, it's such a little like – Yeah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, I wish you all the luck in the Thank world. You. I really so hope much. you do a thing so we can keep track of you. I know. And yeah, okay, I will. Do it, do it. <laughs> and do if it. you need the advice or you want to talk things out or yes. whatever, I'm always here. I'm always happy to help. You're a great So trainer. yeah, yeah. I, no, no, <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I always help people. So yeah, do uh, do keep that uh, in your pocket for when you need it. Definitely. But enjoy yourself far out. Do go and like maybe not do 101 things in three yeah. months. He'll Maybe only do like five things, like, you know, ten things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, enjoy it. I really, I wish you all the best luck. When are you? Do you have a timeline to wedding day? Um, Roughly, not really. no, you not a what? window. Not so this year. Probably. Oh, twenty twenty, yeah, getting well, married. I think so. Right, right. I think so. Okay. Um, but yeah, no official date as no, yet. That's cool. We kind of like the idea of like, hey, you want to go get married this weekend? Yes. <laughs> I don't even know legally if you do can do it. that. You can. But we're you very can just much go elope. It's yeah. easy to just go yeah. do it without a big huff. And that's but kind of people like get what upset. we're into. I know. So we haven't worked out the logistics of that. We like the idea of that lingering. Oh. Whatever we do, we'll be so casual. Like Season two of, God, I can't believe how much Netflix we're talking about, by the way. <laughs> but uh, Magic for Humans. Magic for Humans. On Netflix. Oh, like He's got two that. seasons. He, I don't know if you ever saw the guy that did magic at his wedding where he no. like levitated himself leaning backwards with his wife, you know, and they were no. like, did a whole show for everybody at That's their reception. Cool. Anyways, there was like this massive viral video that went around of him doing this. And it was like on, I think even on Ellen, like that level of viral. Wow. But anyways, he's a, a really awesome magician, really cool and really mentally neat in how he does it all. Yeah. But his season two is very much about having a baby, being married, doing all this life, right? And um, I can't even remember why I'm bringing this up now because I'm just it's so Loping. distracting. Well, oh, um, I well, it was about eloping. I believe eloping is the only thing you should do. Yeah. Um, because because of the you know it just doesn't matter, right? At the end of the day. Oh, this is it. Thank you. <laughs> he um, it wasn't him. It was Ronnie Chang, the comedian on Netflix. <laughs> Um, he had to do multiple right? weddings around the world to satisfy families. Really? So you could just elope and then have another, you know, come back to Australia and have the party. Well, that's what we kind and of then thought. have the party in South. Like you could like make sure it's like go get married in neutral ground yes. on your own yeah. and then do a South African thing, do an Australia thing and do be done party. with it. That's yeah. kind of what we thought as well. Yeah. Just do the big party at either side in, yeah. in our own time. But I just think sometimes too, like A, logistics for us is going to be a bloody nightmare. Mm. Um, B, I just think it sometimes it gets so lost. Like I think because I've done mm. so much like wedding hair and like I've always been around for that stuff. Yeah. I just think the real message gets lost. And I think our I message agree. from the start and even talking about it, you know, you find yourself starting to talk about it and then starting to – consider this and consider that and all of a sudden in your own conversation you just feel this slight disconnection in views and and, yeah. and and like from the start for us it's always just been so much about our connection you know yeah and we haven't worried about everyone's like oh you just engaged so soon or you this or that yeah, it's yeah. like we actually don't care because we both are very aware of like what it is mm. and i think we'd like to kind of stay true to that in a sense as well rather than you know all the logistics all the you know the financial burden the oh, yeah. you know i'm being so the cynical the nightmare yeah, yeah. And I, no I you're not being cynical it it's totally true and i realize yeah. it is kind of like the best day of your life and stuff mm. but i don't know like i just feel like no and this is not no one like there's a hundred mm. and one supportive people in our lives that i felt like, you know you almost like no one quite understood the like concept at the start of, sure. of us and it'd kind of be nice to marry in that sense as well yeah. like just that few um 
I mean, at Love, the end of the day, the only, like, yeah, yeah, no, but I'm with you. And, and I think that I agree with that completely uh, as a man who failed at his first marriage and then got married again. Yeah. Uh, I've learned about <laughs> it and I have opinions now, apparently. <laughs> so, um, but I think the one thing that I do know, the unselfish side of wanting to do it, like the eloping side, is is that there are people that want to celebrate with you yes. in that moment. Exactly. I don't have agree. I don't necessarily agree. It's like this gr- the, this greatest day of your life concept. It's as many days you can have that are great. Yeah. Um. It's just one of many days in your life that will be very unique. Yes. But um. But the one thing that I know from all of the things I've ever done around weddings is that it's less about the ceremony. People don't really go for that part of it. It's about coming up and having a moment with you on that day. It's about sharing something in that time. And so really, if it's only about the party and having food and partaking in what the rituals we've had as human beings, which is to share food and to tell stories, then the reception really is the thing that everybody wants to be a part of. And that was kind of my thing too, because we definitely haven't made a call on it. Like Mm. we still, you know, obviously... You know, my yeah. parents, for instance, would <laughs> definitely have to be there yeah. or not. So we actually haven't made a call. We have definitely not decided mm. that that's what we're doing or not. Mm. But um, that's what we sort of thought too. And I did say if we did go down that path, uh, we'd keep it sort of, you know, secret and then announce it in person to everyone in the one room. Because I think there is like, – that's way. what I yeah. would love. Like I, I'd love the love in the room. And yeah. I think that's – like for me, I don't want to elope and then announce it on Facebook. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. I think if we were going to do that and go down that road, which we have not decided. Um, <laughs> For all those the people yeah, that are going to listen to yeah, this and they'd be like, Brett, oh my God, Brett, no, you can't I'll, do that. I'll send it to my mum and she'll just be on the phone like, Immediately. <laughs> Brett, you can't but do yeah. this. Don't do this, Brett. <laughs> but when we sort of went through the discussion of it, like yeah. I do like the idea of everyone like just telling everyone who you love and just yeah. uh, like that room full of love. My sister's 21st was this year and it was like all family, friends and family. And we mm. all went down to and stayed at these um, like camping slash glamping type places yeah, yeah. Um, down near Brisbane somewhere. And the night before we all got absolutely rowdy as, but mm. it was the night before that. It was just so much fun. Yeah. Like it's just all these people who come together who have been, you know, mm. your mum and dad's best friends yeah. who you've grown up with. Like it's just, you know, it's like a moment. It's, it's a moment. And it's intimate. Yeah. yeah. And I mm. think that would definitely be, yeah, yeah. that's why you got to do the party. I agree. Yeah. I, I think, think there's something more intimate about having connections and creating a moment that isn't just unique to you. Yeah. Because to me, the ceremony is only between, was only between me and Haley and it was yes. only very unique to us. I don't really recall, you know, other than looking to see my sons there or whatever, you know, like outside of that, it, yeah. it was less about the people that were there. It was very much about us and us talking to each other right yes. and that could be my perspective but it very much felt felt like our unique experience that could have been done with or without everybody yeah, no offense yeah. to anybody that cares about that yeah but you know my point is is that you know that after that is when i made so many more other connections and yes. talking to people and having an intimate moment with everybody yeah. that was there because you make the rounds and everybody makes the rounds with you and they, yeah. everybody makes a point of doing something right yeah. and it's you know it, it's not just the attention side of it but it's this unique experience whereby you get to kind of have this mutually agreed experience where you're all going to throw into it mm. you know even as a bride and groom you're throwing into it yes. right and everybody is into this sort of idea of like hey let's celebrate and i think um, that's how you f- i think sometimes you do feel like if I know I feel like in that sort of situation, which once again might come as a surprise because I'm quite outgoing mm. and whatnot, but I do, f- I feel pressure. Like yeah. uh, I would almost feel like, yeah, you lose that sense. I know my sense of being with him on that day, making the biggest commitment of our life mm. would be slightly distracted from 
trying to people please and making sure yeah. everyone's okay and yeah. doing the rounds enough and mm. you know is this person okay getting their head on here you know like yeah, that sort of stuff yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think that's probably where it comes from like I think yeah. I just want it so much to be like about us that either I do it super casual and manage mm. it with everyone or mm. you know we do a lot but I think you're right it's not actually about you that it's sort of interaction and doing mm. the party and people are happy mm. to be there and happy to fill mm. the room with you know and, and, and people yeah. have invested in your life people yeah. have invested in you as a person and and that's yeah. a moment for everyone like you said yeah so there's I so many agree. reasons yeah, yeah so many things well gonna wrap it up yes only because i want to say good luck with where you're at uh, with this decision and how influenced you're going to be it's gonna be interesting to see how you actually get married knowing I where know. you're at because it sounds like man there's just it becomes overwhelming and the first one is always way not to say that you're gonna have many but <laughs> When you first get married, I'll preface it this different. It's very overwhelming because there's so many people that want to be a part of just all your decisions. So, you know, hey, good luck with that. Thank you. And um, yeah, well, we're going to go eat some food. Yeah. But thanks thanks for being on the podcast. I'm glad you came on. Hey. I've got a lot to think about leaving it again, as yeah. always. <laughs> I want to have a chat with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll always chat. Cool. Thanks, Brett. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. That is my chat with Britt. Uh, we covered a lot of ground. We talked a lot about a, about a lot of interesting little aspects and nuggets of life. Um, I, I chatted to Britt before in the past, and uh, you know, adventures it, it uh, meanders. It's like a, a nice long journey down the down the river. A big, huge. Um, what would you say? Like a oh, what would I what would I call it? It would be like a road trip. Like a road trip. It's like going on a road trip with a friend. Just chatting, carrying on about a bunch of random shit, having a good old laugh. Um, Britt, I, uh, in closing, wish you all the best of luck. I hope you uh, enjoy the next chapter in life and uh, that you, uh, you pursue all 101 things that you're working on. Only because you mentioned 101 things, 101 things times. I didn't count them, but uh, it's been 101 times by this point in the podcast. Brit, all the best. Thank you. And and everyone who's listening, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, once again, uh, you know, hit those like buttons. Do the things where you subscribe. Give this to a friend. Give it to somebody you think uh, might inter- be interested in this content. I, um, I'm always uh, trying to get more people involved and trying to get more feedback. Um, so if this is something you uh, found you enjoyed, if you've got some nuggets in there of information, if there's bits that you think someone else is going to enjoy, get out there and give it to them around, get a little referral going on. I'd appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I'm always interested to hear back from the people who listen to this as well. So if you've got feedback, shoot it through. Uh, I appreciate the people that do. And, uh, and I also appreciate those that don't, I get it. Sometimes it's just not your thing, but uh, maybe there's a little voice in your head that says, Oh, I should tell him, I should tell him this. I should write him. I should write to him. Um, or just text message him because I know him. But either way, uh, if you have a thing, uh, yeah, podcast at unplugyourself.net. Hit me up. It's in the show notes, um, as is my Twitter, as is my Instagram. You can do the DMs. You can do the things. There's some digital access. So, uh, again, thanks, everybody. And I will uh, be talking to you again next week when I have another interview. And then then the other food for thought. And then that. And then And then that. Enjoy your evening. Enjoy your afternoon. Or good morning. Thanks, everybody. Bye.